welcome, welcome, welcome back to Black Road House Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Debris. This is season one, episode six, Supernova. This episode was written by Jeff Vlaming. Am I saying that right? He worked on Fringe and Hannibal. And it was also written by Davia Carter. And it was directed by Stephen A. Adelson, who worked on The Blacklist and The Tomorrow People. That's my show. I gave this episode an 8.5 out of 10. I really like the tension and the mystery aspect of this episode. I would say the weakest aspect was the what was going on with the debris. I kind of felt disconnected from that story arc, but it was still good. I think this is the only episode that's even been out of the the nine digits. So still really strong. I really look forward to seeing this show every week. I really wish they would hurry up and renew it so I don't have anxiety over that. But Manifest, once again, just premiered and them numbers aren't as strong as these numbers. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. And it has the the fringe J.H. Wyman behind it. So I would hope that his track record would hold steady because a lot of the people that like fringe do like this show or at least are interested in seeing where it goes. There may be one or two that are like, yeah, go watch fringe. And I'm like, that's not you. We have not nearly gotten enough for you to even have that type of attitude right now, sir or ma'am. I don't know. I just saw one quick comment on YouTube. But for the most part, I think this is a stellar breakout show. More people should be watching it. It really has a lot of heart to it, but it's starting to really rev up the mystery aspect. And I cannot wait to see where this goes. I didn't write any notes because I had intended on recording this last night. Let me tell you something. When you're tired and you're tired, tired, like really tired, and you go to sleep and then you wake up and then there's just drool all over the side of your mouth. That's no, that's when you know you got that good, good sleep. All right. I was in the middle of some good, good sleep. So we did not get to this recording. <laughs> but we are here now and I didn't write any notes. So I will have to go by memory. I know the episode started off with some dead corpses in a shed and some people running away from whatever just occurred it was a nice effect on the corpse like having the debris halo around there i was like okay let's see where this goes and it feels as if there were some teenage killers but let me tell you something the plot twist with this one i figured out almost immediately because he was talking like he was 85 years old i was like oh my gosh is his voice really that deep and gravelly why does he sound like a grandpa and then i was starting to figure it out before the reveal so that wasn't a surprise and i was a little (laughs) i might as well just go into that whole arc first because the teenagers are going around or these two this two old couple they're going around recruiting older people to give them the fountain of youth to give them their life back but i'm not sure what the requirements are for them they seem to just randomly go up to people and be like so are you depressed would you like to read the time on your life and be young again 
But then the example that they use with the guy on the park bench, first and foremost, I don't care who you are. If you're sitting down next to me and then you're like, oh, hey, so, you know, you don't have any family. Oh, my family's over here. I don't get to see them often. You would not just die. Well, maybe there are people. Let me take that back. There are people in the world that will just diarrhea at the mouth all of their life. But what am I talking about? I know those people because they tell me things. I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure we just met five minutes ago. I don't know why you're telling me all of this. However, I'm going to nod and be respectful. So I guess I could see that. But it felt really off with him because... I don't know everyone else's story, but this guy seemed to have been like, oh, well, my family is in another state and I feel abandoned. Okay, but you're 90, so just move to their state. <laughs> Go into an old folks home there. I'm not sure what we're what we're uh, so depressed about other than death is coming. It's coming for all of us. I guess that's enough to be depressed, but I don't know if I'm going to sit, if I have children, if I have people around me that I can that is my family I would choose to be so far away from them if that is your intention of being with them I I don't know maybe I'm just thinking more in Christina thought process and not uh, how someone else may feel about that but I don't know him saying he was abandoned I thought they at least were going to bring in the family members like hey we found your dad he was so depressed he just went off with this random guy and now he could possibly die and then at the end he's all like oh well you know you can't take it back the gift he gave me now i'm gonna fight for my life i mean i felt you could have been doing that at 90 before you was on that park bench because you i mean your children alone seem like a good enough reason to fight Maybe he had a bad relationship with them. Except he didn't say he had a bad relationship. So I needed more of this story to flesh it out. Is basically what I'm saying. But yeah, they are also trying to... Well, the three people, they died because they were trying to figure out the distance between how far you can keep the debris or how far you had to be from the couple. I'm not clear on that either. If it was the debris or if it was the couple that they had to stay close to and apparently they were trying it out the distance thing and that's how the three people died why she had the hula hoop i understand the test that they were doing i just don't know why the hula hoop was there (laughs) um at the end they end up talking this guy out of because first he was ready to leave them like oh well they made their bed it's there it's these people's fault and then the wife was like uh that's not okay we recruited them we can't leave them behind we know what happened to the last people one of them end up dying already so i'm not gonna do the terrible thing and leave them to their death knowing we need to stay close Then he tries to negotiate with Brian to let them go. Otherwise, he's going to leave and they're going to die. And he's like, well, I'm going to need you to leave that debris because we can't let you go with it. It's That's what we really want. I mean, you and what this situation is going on, we're not going to be able to let you keep doing this. But we really just want the debris. We're not going to hurt you. But they... um, 
are not willing at first but then later on we find out that his wife has dementia she kept just looking over him during this conversation and i wanted her to be like look this is we don't we know we found something that was not meant for us to find we know the government's coming we're really we've and I, I like what she said at the end we've lived our life we've had our gift i mean they were married for 50 fucking years some of us aren't that fucking lucky maybe you should just feel appreciative of what you had but i also know that dementia is a really terrible thing for someone to watch another person go through and his biggest um complaint or concern was that he was going to or she was going to move on or pass on without him so they decided to commit suicide together it was very morbid in the end i guess maybe romantic but it felt as if i don't think they discussed children if they had any together i just feel this could have really happened before they found the fountain of youth but i'm just being (laughs) an ignorant person saying that like well if you just wanted to go together y'all could have just went out in a heroin dose and you would have met each other because going suicide and and religion that's where i was like this story is is disconnecting because technically y'all wouldn't be going to the same place anyway if you jumped off that thing because suicide is not allowed into heaven i don't make the rules that's just what the bible says that on that they leave the debris for brian to find they try to find the couple but i'm glad we didn't have to watch them jumping off of the ravine but we know what went down and then the old man that's left the other two we just really didn't care about their backstory he's like oh yeah we're gonna be we're gonna take you to a facility or finola tells them we're gonna take you to the facility you're gonna get they're gonna fix the problem then we're gonna reverse it but you're still gonna be old and he's like yeah that's all right i got my my ferris bueller's day and the youth i'm good so that's that on that so let's get to the tension part of this episode which was the more intriguing let's start off with finally this episode the secret is out dad's alive and there was a lot of build-up to it it starts with some double espionage with both bosses wanting the two partners that are supposed to trust each other to kind of provide or seek information from the other ferris has gotten finola to give brian some information about a story in greece because brian is going to pass that over to maddox finola doesn't know why ferris is doing this but ferris is like do you trust me and if you have to ask that means no that was supposed to be explicit in the beginning so maddox on the other hand is wanting him to get some information from finola about her father his whereabouts and he passes on this information about this story of him buying presents i'm not sure if the entire story was made up or just the grease part but george is starting to sound like my mother okay <laughs> going around be like so i really want this for my birthday and i'm gonna act surprised when i open it and it's here I'm like but you told me that's what you want and that's fine i'd rather you tell me what you want 
then me go get something and you really don't like it then there was a moment where they were discussing him using some part of the plane as his toaster oven because he is always eating why are you always eating you got the munchies you be taking some um be smoking some weed on the side at the crime scene we saw matt again and let me tell you matt i'm just saying he be looking good Ryan is called to one of the medical vans and he's given some medication it's a shot and he says why is it early now this is right after maddox had called him and told him that hey i need you to inquire more about where george was before he died because he went and saw anson another man that when you look at him he does not look sexy i'm sorry just i don't do the whole man bush beard but when he started talking you talk dirty to me it's like that surprise i got to my loins last week like it should not be so sexy when you're speaking <laughs> your accent because it doesn't look like it comes from the same person but it is definitely mesmerizing he what did he want some mood ching pong i don't know but he was basically why was he playing with a cockroach that was nasty nobody plays with cockroaches i don't care if you i mean i know i saw ragnar Lofgren play with every animal in the world but he ain't never picked up a cockroach those are meant to be stepped on and nothing further why is there even a cockroach in this facility <laughs> i was very turned off by that and then he had told maddox like basically the same thing he said last week this technology needs to be free you think you can control it are you torturing george jones is his name george i'm pretty sure it is are you torturing george jones and that to me was another red flag that george jones ain't being tortured at all he is probably running this whole entire damn thing they sing in the songs it's a cult this is my thing you said that you were going to be torturing this man and clearly i mean that's not what happened secondly why do you think it would work some people when they're turned like this when they're in a cult-like behavior it doesn't matter what they do they're gonna do anything including death for the cause so if they're willing to die for the cause that means you're not going to find anything to flip them so why even have these conversations they're rather pointless now looking into his phone and seeing who's trying to call him from a number that's smart that's somewhere you might get but this whole one on a mono thing i thought especially if you really weren't even going to torture him to try to show that you have a strong arm you came in looking like a weak sauce um so yeah i'm wondering if maddox sent his medication to be like oh see i'm controlling your life because he says at the end maddox saved his life brian that is so is this medication what maddox is doing for him because i believe they said he was they got him from a prison so maddox definitely has something he has a lot going on and i bet you keeping brian in his pocket is one of those things and that he would send his medication or there might be something wrong with his quote-unquote blood as soon as um he's told to step it up a notch 
Like, I need your commitment. You're going to do anything. Because he knew he was about to do what he was about to do. Which was put surveillance. Um, They broke into her damn apartment. He had no understanding when he got that phone call. He's like, what? Like, do you know her password? Her password for what? We in her emails. What the fuck you talking about? We're in her apartment. We're going through her shit. Oh, no, he didn't. He really put the phone down, too. Like, this motherfucker right here. <laughs> it ain't Tommy's fault on the other end. Tommy all Maddox said it was cool. Yeah, his problem was this with Maddox. And he knows it's gone too far. But he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. His loyalty and or to his boss and his loyalty to his partner who we heard in the beginning uh they had a voiceover as looking at him as a human being for the first time in a really long time so this might be his first actual interaction post prison or wherever they got him from so that's even adding even more a degree of well shit I finally found someone I can even be friendly with and I can joke with and I can't and they're my partner and I am literally violating their trust in the most foul manner and it we're supposed to be allies and that's not okay and it's one thing to ask you to keep a secret about our dad for you know maybe a time that we get more information it's another thing to say okay we're suspicious we're not going to ask you questions we're just going to dig for the answer through your life that's fucked up that's where his line was drawn and he finally said and i'm glad that he is the one that came out and said it that it wasn't some big well i know brian i know what you did he just said you know what enough's enough I was going to keep this secret, but I cannot continue to reconcile my conscience and try to maintain this professional relationship I have with my partner. That's not okay. So he tells her, look, your father is alive. He doesn't tell her everything at once. And I'm glad that it didn't all come out in one big da 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 all this happened. A, it would have been too much <laughs> in that one moment. Because you got to go home at night knowing that information and you have to act like you don't know that you know that you're being surveyed. So I'm glad that he waited and he dropped the biggest bomb, which is your father's alive. I like that Fanola was like, okay, that's um. And then she questioned whether or not she was going to tell him that she knew. And then she decided, okay, I didn't. I do want you to know that I know. And that I know that you and your boss knew. And then he says, can I trust you to keep this? And then she gets the fuck out of the car. Because I'm not going to give you that answer. You're wanting my trust after you broke mine. And I don't think that deserves an immediate response. I appreciate that. Then they both go through the case. Maddox decides to reach out to Tarlakov. Or he gets a call from Tarlakov. I don't know but the guy that the CIA are definitely looking for he gets a sample he meets up with a Russian woman in a hotel room to get a sample of the debris not all of it just some of it I'm not sure what it accomplishes because all we saw was a spinning top and it seems like a lot of things can make things float nowadays but what's more interesting is that the Russian woman knows him so is he really working for the Russians and they suspect he's working for the Chinese because why not? That sounds like the government right now. But the Russians, <laughs> it's really them. Because Tarla, Tarla, 
Tarkalov said something interesting, which was we can both benefit. Like there could be two superpowers in the world again. Like basically last time, usually it's Russia teaming up with China against America. That was the last great war alliance. Now it could be Russia and United States teaming up against China. I see all the subtle things they're doing here. I see it. And I like that the show is calling bullshit on it. But yes, um, or at least Fanola did last episode. Still don't know what he wants it for, but there is mention that he has more powerful debris than this particular piece that he's willing to trade for. So I'm going back to my first instinct, which is it's somehow to help his father or his son. Because we now know that this debris has some type of healing or time reversal. It can do a shit ton properties to it. So he clearly wants a particular debris to do something. And we don't know what that is for. But he is on nobody's side but his own, I feel. And I think eventually things are going to catch up with him maybe. I don't know. Because the CIA definitely want the guy that he met up with. And I don't know why he would be intimate with a Russian that just came from Russia unless he was himself a Russian spy. And she says it's unusual for you to go through Tarklakov or something like that. As if to say, you know, you could just go up the chain and ask us because we would give you whatever you wanted. He's probably like a spy for russia and has been working for the government all this time and then maybe this accident happened and now he has a different because he says i don't give a shit what type of you know which continent controls any of this stuff so it could be that for him but he definitely doesn't feel like he is brian's best friend at this moment then they have a conversation later when she gets back in the car after they've solved the case where she says you can trust me and that's when she says ferris Fanella is a smart cookie we also learned the name of that agent like agent uh, brill and he just works with us so clearly she sent a delivery man to do something and the delivery man was like yeah i wouldn't trust that bitch just throwing that out there so i'm guessing we're gonna see brill again and we got his name He's probably keeping his eye on Fanola. I think that there are things going on on the MI6 side that they probably know that they're not sharing with the Americans. But some of it, she says, we have our own secrets in the last episode, but we haven't heard what those secrets are. And she didn't... Well, I guess it was the part that they know that Maddox is corrupt. I'm guessing that's the secret that they're keeping. And that's what she told Brian because she says that's all I know and I felt she was being honest in that moment and that's when Brian was like no Maddox saved my life he refused to do it I love when he raised his voice she was like I can raise mine too sir <laughs> like we need to trust each other we both want answers we both know that our governments are being real sus right now and from the first episode we know that these are two people that have different like she he's trying to make sure the technology doesn't fall into evil hands she's making sure that it's for the people that need it like it benefits humankind and i'm not sure what the hell anson and his group is down for but i have a feeling he ain't talking to nobody but finola so they need to go ahead and just put her in the room and now that he's not probably doing anything such as telling them stuff they did get a a ping in maine i bet that's where he's headed next episode where was he getting off 
of that elevator too i am not clearly sure at the end of that episode but man do i need to know what's going on (laughs) with the mystery i hope we get some of it i don't know how long this season's gonna be but i'm at the edge of my seat man like what is happening i have no good theories whatsoever this is all i don't have enough of anything i even listened to a debris podcast um it's only one other one that i've seen out there uh on fangirl zone and they they're just coming out with theories and i'm like i don't know how you got from point a to point b but i'm gonna trust you on that because i haven't even got to point a so i think that's all we needed to discuss this episode like i said another really good one i'm just i really need to know i need to know more of anson now that they're on the same page i think i love that they're going to be moving in a direction that's together and i hope that brian because he he mentions at the end when she says is there anything else i should know he says oh they're surveilling your place but he doesn't mention that he's clearly sick from something but that really doesn't have anything to do with her so i can see him not telling her that that has nothing to do with the case that's like a personal thing in the same way you don't know about my whole backstory another time so i didn't count that against him as oh you're keeping this secret because it's not really relevant to their work unless it what he was to get sick which he's not done thus far if it ever came into the job that's when i'd be like you gotta tell her we got one piece of feedback this week let's jump on in it Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to talk about one of my new favorite shows, Debris, episode six. I am so enjoying this show. I'm like, thank you, Christina, for putting this on the schedule. I had seen the trailer. I was curious. I was. I don't know if I would have watched it right away because I'm just one of those people that hate to watch the first season of shows because of the chance that it might get canceled um that it doesn't get enough um audience to watch it enough views so um yeah I'm always very wary about watching a show when it first premieres but I went ahead and did it with this one and I'm glad I did I'm glad we get to talk about it I'm glad that Um, It's a show that I look forward to every week um, to watching. I don't know how many episodes we're getting of season one, but um, yes, I'm I'm totally on board and I'm thinking this should get a season two because I think it's popular enough um, to where it should um, be granted a second season and it's a really good show. So I don't know why. I mean, if they got other shows on this mug that I don't find ads compelling that gets renewed so whatever anyway before i get started on talking about my feedback um for this show i just want to say you and mimi y'all need to step off okay 
as I'm recording my feedback on my iPhone 6. <laughs> Leave my phone alone. <laughs> yes, I have to treat it right for it to sometimes do what I need it to do. But it's still working. It's still doing its thing. It still does download the upgrades and all that stuff. So I'm in good hands right now. <laughs> um, but yes, anyway on to the show uh this one was about i I mean i've i and i it's very interesting so some episodes i'm like lost in the sauce you're like what what what's going on what's happening and then there are a few that i've actually figured out what was going on pretty early and so it was it wasn't there was no twist to it so but I still found it engaging and you know just to see exactly how they were doing it but I figured from you know not that first scene when they were all in the cabin but from the the next scene just a little bit further uh in that like first third of the episode I figured out what was going on um so but yeah, it was uh, very, I, lo- I mean, again, the debris, this part of the debris gives um, people new leases on life. I'm like, this this spacecraft had some crazy, I, I mean, obviously out of this world, but crazy technology. I mean, it just, the, the length that, I'm sorry, I got distracted a little bit. The length that the or the types of stuff that it can do, uh, I don't think anybody should have this on Earth <laughs> or have the full, you know, the full scope of it. Um, but I don't know. It seems like the U.S. seems to have dibs on a lot of the parts so far. I'm not sure how much um, MI6 has because they haven't shown their facility. So um that should be interesting on as they gain more of these pieces what this all means and i think that's what the weirdo dude was from influx was talking about is you know people getting this technology and maybe and that's what i'm thinking like maybe finola's father is aware of that and so he's going underground and he's trying to collect all these pieces um, so that they don't get into the wrong hand or, in the, or all of it doesn't get in the hands of the government because he knows that that will make them all power too powerful and just you know dominate because we know how human beings are we suck and we cannot have power and not use it um, to our advantage so um, so yeah so I, I don't know there's a question mark on whether influx is really the bad guy here um out of everybody um but we'll see you know we'll see um question mark on that um then we have finally um but i love it i love how they did this i'm so glad that brian was the one to finally confess and not finola tell him that she knows but for him to finally um confess to her that he knows about her father i love how that turned out and i love the fact that brian you know just he just couldn't you could just tell it was eating away at him i mean obviously from the beginning he was hesitant to even keep that a secret from her 
but then he did Maddox just went too far with the surveilling her or going breaking into her apartment I mean I think I mean Brian really likes her he likes Fanola as a person I'm not even talking about romantic blah 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 even though yes yes if if that happens I would not be (laughs) opposed but just as a friend I mean he's getting to know this person he likes this person he's becoming friends with this person and they're they're partners they're developing this trust and then Maddox is forcing him to continue to violate that trust and violate the sanctity of that relationship um by continuing to keep these secrets and it keeps going further and further and i guess you know brian just got to a point where he's like no i can't do this anymore i'm 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 just gonna spill the beans and whatever happens happens and so he told her you know she took a minute to and i like that she took a minute it wasn't like, oh yeah, yeah. Since you told me all is good with the world, and she took her, she took a moment, thought about it, let things play out, um, and then she went back to him and told him about everything that um, MI6 was doing, and that she, you know, told that lie about her father being at Greece and blah blah, blah and this that, and the other. So yes, but I, I mean, Brian is being stubborn. I will say that because even when um, Fanola was saying that you know you don't I mean just like I can't trust MI6 you can't trust Maddox and the CIA or whatever that organization's called because I think I heard another name but anyway and so of course Brian he has this loyalty to Maddox because apparently the dude saved his life in some form or fashion so that's gonna be an interesting story to see um uh in then in another episode um to where it's going to be hard for Brian to come to terms with the betrayal um, because Maddox is doing some shady crap and so Fanola is correct um, of course they're thinking that yeah where they thinking that is China yeah because that seemed to be the go-to um, so yeah he's going to be completely devastated when he finds out what happened i mean what when it was going on with maddox i should say i will say i was more fascinated with the finola brian dynamic than the actual you know story with the 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 debris man that was a tongue twister for a minute but i still enjoy that aspect of it too i was just more you know wanting to know how that was going to be resolved but you know the fountain of youth so to speak with the the gun and them recruiting people so i'm wondering how they i'm kind of confused it's like how did they pick people like were they i mean how did they they just go around randomly picking older people that they feel can benefit from it um so that's the only thing that i didn't quite get it i didn't get the understanding of it I knew that they couldn't be too far from that debris um the only caveat so they were pushing the envelope because i didn't know what they were doing at first when they were like going distance away um but apparently they could only issue with that debris was they all had to stick together which sucks because like what if you don't like each other then <laughs> you're stuck together with random people so yeah it was kind of a um so that's the only part that was confusing for me um i love that you know understanding why they were doing it um but 
yeah it's um I felt that was of course a limited um the limit to that power or that um of that debris is that they couldn't be too far away from each other so I would assume there's only so many of these people that they would want to you know make make them young again because I mean yeah that would seem kind of odd yes there's 50 of us and we all have to go together so I'm sure there has to be a limit on how many people that they do that to um so but yeah of course like we saw they were still trying to test those limits and but I just don't think it would have gotten to the point where or maybe it would have that they could live their lives separately without having to be in such a close proximity to each other so but yeah but what else um so yeah we saw some more Maddox with the Russians and he's got another piece of the debris and I'm not sure who that lady was that he was with in that hotel room, but obviously they know each other. So yeah, Maddox has a whole nother life that he's got going on with um, the Russians that um, this is not like, oh yeah, we just met kind of stuff. He's been, he's been embedded with them for a while, um, judging from just how all that went down. So um, what else? Um, I think that's it. I'm just glad that the secret is out and because I really, I like their dynamic and I just felt like, I mean, obviously since she found out the secret, it was just, I mean, Brian felt the tension. He felt things were off, but obviously he couldn't pinpoint exactly. And I like, I like how, um, intuitive he is because even I mean, just hearing about obviously he know about knows things about her father but even he was like that doesn't sound like your father to go to Greece that sounds weird so I like that I like their they just I don't know they're just their partnership is again not even excluding the romantic stuff I just like their friendship their partnership and how strong it is um and how they complement each other and how you know where he's strong and where she's strong you know yeah they just they just mesh well together and that's always a good you know friendship what makes a good friendship um anyways i will leave it at that i'm sure i can this is another show where i can just go on and on but i shall not i know you try to keep these things to a, a reasonable length so on that note Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shine. That was her shyness with thoughts on the episode. Yeah, we was dragging the shit out of her phone. But I don't know why she thought we wouldn't. (laughs) And now she got an iPhone 6. And then she stubbornly is like, it's fine. It's okay. It just fucks up. And I got to, you know as we like to call nigga rig it. Um, so, <laughs> oh, I'm trying to point out to her is that you can buy a used one for like $149 and Biden gave you $1,400. I'm gonna need you just to upgrade one. You ain't gotta do two. Just one. I'm a cheap phone person too. I told you this. I only got an eight. Yeah, I know a whole bunch of people's like, ooh, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, I don't believe in spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on my phone. 
that's for damn sure. However, <laughs> I end up in the fucking Stone Age, and I'm with you. What the fuck is this race of people that built this ship that the debris pieces are coming down? They are clearly young, or at least they have the ability to have the Fountain of Youth, and they can do just about anything else, open wormholes. We don't know what dimension they from. All of it's fascinating, and these pocket dimensions seem to be fairly empty. Maybe someone's going to build a world. Let's go into a pocket dimension. I don't care. Anything at this point to give me answers. I think that Fanola's daddy, doppelganger, whatever you want to call it, is on some shit. I don't think he's on humanity's side, (laughs) but we shall see. And I think you are correct, though, that he is hiding underground for some other type of purpose. Brian knows Maddox is sending him. I think, yeah, Brian and Maddox, I believe that he's the one sending the drugs. And that's what he may owe him for. And yes, that man's plan was all types of flawed. I don't, I really felt like he was in a depressed mode. He found this technology. He kept saying I was meant to have it. Then he went out and decided that he wanted to give other... Like, why couldn't you just do it with you and your wife? Why did you feel the need to go give other people this gift? Why couldn't you just do your thing and y'all be young? And then maybe, just maybe, you wouldn't have been in this situation in the first place. They would have still found the debris, but you wouldn't have had... Well, that one dude, I didn't feel bad for anybody's death uh, being on anyone but him. Because he chose to go away with strangers and some technology and be like, do this. And I too love the friendship. Like I would love if it went in a romantic aspect or area. Because I feel like I've said aspect at least 40,000 times. And now you're saying it. Uh, I hate when I I jump onto a word and it becomes my favorite word. And then I say it about a million times in my dialogue. I've done that quite often. I remember they teased me about literally. Because I said literally for a year straight in almost every sentence. And people eventually called me out about it. And I stopped saying the word literally. Like now I barely say it. <laughs> it's just a tick of my personality. So um, doesn't make for the most diverse talking points in the podcast. But there's that. I'm sure the, the thesaurus will teach me some other words that I can substitute. But yes, I too love their friendship. I think that it's strong and that they're good partners. They're working towards the same thing. And they have fun conversations with each other, but they just work really well together. And I like that when you have just an effortless type of chemistry. That's all my notes on your feedback. So I'm going to wrap up the mailbag. If you want to send feedback for the next episode, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. Are you looking forward to season two? Do you know what the hell is going on? You want to tell me? Drop it down below. You can find Black Girl Couch Reviews on any platform. Until next time. Peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.